so we should probably do like some witty banter right now where it's like, oh yeah, we're so <laughs> clever. This is just going to be an awesome podcast. You got anything For sure. good? Oh, I'm excited to talk to you because actually I haven't met very many people that kind of have the same passions that I have about nutrition or that see it the same way. Body image, kind of see it more in that middle of the road not the fad diet world, you know, I, I really like your take on it. So I'm really excited to pick your brain a little bit. Oh, thank that's, that's flattery right there. (laughs) Well, no, it's true. It's not, I'm not just saying that. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. All right, guys, welcome back to the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist. This this is going to be a little bit more relaxed of an interview and a podcast than has previously come up because I feel like I'm kind of getting in the groove of things. I'm relaxing a little bit, figuring out how to do a podcast. So I appreciate all of your patience and sticking with me on this episode and the next couple of episodes. We're going to have JC Whiteman, who is a health coach out of Utah. She has a couple of books out and uh, we'll have a couple of good conversations about fat shame, body changes, and weight expectations and how that all relates to the gospel. So buckle up. This is going to be awesome. I was actually presenting to a group of dietitians earlier this week about health at every size and body positivity. There you go. And we were discussing like what the science actually says. And a lot of them... I've had bariatric dietitians afterwards send me messages and they're like, I'm just sick of people in the medical field literally fat shaming people. Oh, and yeah. It's yeah. completely focused on whether or not they should lose weight rather than, hey, Help. I have this this hurting part of my body. Can you fix it? They're like, well, you need to lose yeah. weight. That's That'll fix it. Half the time, the doctors haven't even done that themselves. I had someone tell me that, a client tell me that the other day. She said, my doctor was like 50 pounds overweight, and he was saying that song to me. And it's just a ridiculous cycle we've got ourselves in. I agree with you. And sometimes it's completely unrealistic. Uh Uh-huh. Based on genetics and... Right. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Okay, so JC, let's start this thing off. I want you to tell me, who is JC Whiteman? Like, tell me, like, what's your background? Where are you from? What you doing? Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of a funny story. I never had any aspirations to end up where I am right now. I And I'm going to say this with all the love in my heart. I was just a mom, and I don't say that with, like, shame. I have seven kids. I had them really super close together, and I was buried in that and loved it. And so I was just kind of doing the mom thing and, and not really thinking of career because my plate was so full. But it was my own journey with body image that kind of got me started down this road because it's such a monster, and I could never kind of – um, be at peace with it, never be at peace with my body. And so it was my own journey that started it. And I, as I began to heal 
in that way. I, it was so empowering. And um, in that moment, I thought, you know what, this is a book. Like, this is something I want to share because it's been so liberating for me that I, I want to put it out there. And so I worked on that manuscript. It was, and that was the first one I published. I published two books now, and, and the other one's a different subject. But, but that's got the ball rolling. And then I decided to certify as a wellness coach. And, and um, also, I, there's a whole story, side story, if you want to go into it later on sugar addiction, because I, I was hugely addicted to sugar. Well, let me go so back. So that's Can its own story too. Tell me what a wellness coach is. Explain to the well, listeners what a wellness coach is. Okay. All right. I actually looked at a lot. There's so many different types of health coaching you can certify in. And I looked at different um, different titles. And I actually chose the specific title of a holistic life coach. But a lot of people, the more I would tell people, yeah, I'm a certified holistic life coach, they'd kind of be like, is that the witch doctor weird? <laughs> you know, no one could get it. And I thought the word holistic just means I want to see it as you're not just attacking something physically. You're taking the emotional, spiritual, mental, all of it into account. So that's why I chose that. But then I say wellness coach because so many people were freaking out. Like, what does it mean? They're, they always they just ask. Get it, so. They're like, are you going to rub <laughs> mushrooms on my feet? And you're like, no, that's yes. not what's going <laughs> to happen. Okay. Maybe. You know, maybe I will. But no, I'm kidding. It, it, I just love a holistic view. I think when we come, when it comes to body image, when it comes to nutrition, dieting, exercise, taking care of ourselves, we just jump into this, this tight little one-size-fits-all box. And I just, I don't believe in that stuff anymore. Right. I just think it, it takes a holistic view of health. I don't know and if it's wrapping, part of, I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's part of Go getting ahead. older where you just kind of realize that all of the boxes that you thought exist don't exist anymore. And you thought Amen. you could compartmentalize everything, but you can't. So yep. like whenever somebody yeah. isn't eating well, you can't just say, well, eat more fruits and vegetables because are they not eating well because... <laughs> They just moved? Are they not eating well because they're a new parent and they're not sleeping? I mean, yeah. confession, oh, I've yeah. done both of those things. I'm doing them right now. You know, so it's like there's a whole life that is influencing how this person is behaving that you have to take into account. Oh, yeah. In the and, way that and that's what's been the biggest – yep. It's been a wake-up call for me as a coach because when I first got started, I, I had overcome sugar addiction and I thought, oh, I can just walk into this and go, here's step A, B, and C. Like, just do these three things and you'll be fixed. It'll be great. You'll have the same story I did. And the more people I've worked with, I, I was such a wake-up call. They go, no, no, everybody's journey is different and everybody is motivated by different things and, and needs to attack it in a different way. And so, yeah, I'm with you. There's yeah, just no boxes anymore. So then the next question is, you said that you were just a mom. Um, <laughs> and, in the uh, loving loving way in, in a, a loving, loving way. way right so <laughs> i love that when that you term. say you have seven kids boy girl ratio what was it all right i have we have four boys and we have three girls okay so it's kind of perfect mix and and they're all out of the house i just graduated my baby so that the roller coaster's kind of over now it's okay. really weird and so but how yeah, old I'm were a... they whenever you started doing the health coaching and realizing like body image for you was still an issue um you know, this is something I kind of dove into. It's been about 15 years now. So I, again, hit my mid-30s after all those pregnancies. I kind of, um, it had just been, I always felt like I had to lose weight. And, and the scale was always my, my worst enemy. I was always all this shame over my size and what pregnancy had done to me. And so that's when I finally just hit this point where I kind of woke up to my sugar addiction as well. Like, I'm a mess. 
I'm eating terribly. I'm just all insecure and a mess about this. And so I just started my own healing process. And that's where it just snowballed from there, I guess. So your oldest kid would have been probably like four at the, or sorry, your youngest kid would have been around four at that time. They were, yes, exactly. They were like young elementary age up to preteen. Okay. The problem was I'd, I'd fed a whole family on a crappy diet for years too. So I was tackling all kinds of of changes. Oh yeah. So we'll come back to how, like how to bring this into family world because I have my (laughs) own thing and I'm sure you have something um, to add into that. But did you think that, uh, how do I ask this question? As a woman that is a mother of daughters, did yeah, you oh, think yeah. that you needed to have everything figured out with your body image when you're trying to teach your daughters about body image? Uh, that is a beautiful question. I absolutely love that question because I speak on this quite a bit to moms and daughters because the the conversation at home is I truly be- I truly believe that's where it's it's starts and where it can be healed because we reinforce it with each other. Not that dads, I think dads absolutely have a place in this too, in sure. reinforcing daughters' views in their, themselves. But in the home, the messages that are being communicated to each other about, oh, I'm fat, or I'm this, or I'm, or on the reverse side, you're beautiful the way you are, you are made the way you're supposed to be, let's embrace the size you are, let's take care of ourselves for the right reasons and not to be a size two. So yes, I absolutely believe that the mothers have a huge responsibility. So there's so many in things. Terms of, yeah. There's go, so many things go, go. you just said in there that it's like, okay, we could talk for like a couple of hours on this. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I don't usually say that, but it's just like, yes, this is so good. Because <laughs> um, I always bring up to my students and, and my students will participate. We talk about body image. You talk about how things are kind of pushed onto us because they're just societal norms and all of those things. Yeah. And one of the ones that I bring up is I ask, like, how many of you have the mom that's the floating head in the back of all your photos? <laughs> that she hid. Like, she hid behind everybody else. <laughs> or she's just, like, doesn't really want to be in it, but she want, like she yeah. knows that she should be, but she's, like, not comfortable with her body. And then the other thing that you said a little while back is about how um, whenever a woman has children, her body changes. Now, I want to get into that, but real quick, let's take a quick break. We'll come back to it and uh, just jump right in. Now, guys, I'm really excited to let you know that I now have a book out and available. It's called The Creation Code, and it's taking the behavior change model that health professionals will use whenever they're working with a patient or a client and helping them to reach their goals, and it mixes it with the creation story. So the creation of the world, the seven days, and how that relates to how we can make changes in our own life. It's an awesome gift for this upcoming year. Whenever you're setting those New Year's resolutions, make sure that you're setting them in a way that's going to be beneficial and sustainable and enjoyable and lasting rather than just trying to give up in January, like the second week. So be sure to check it out. I have a link in the the show notes. It'll be available on Amazon and I hope you guys really like it. If If you do, leave me a review. If you don't, leave me a review. Let me know what you do and don't like and I'm happy to to continue to grow from there. 
Now let's go ahead and get back to talking about some of the changes that women go through in their bodies throughout their lifetime. Whenever a woman has children, her body changes. Absolutely. And, and just to approach this from like a guy's perspective, because that's yeah. the perspective I know, is that <laughs> a guy's body changes whenever he's like pre-puberty, puberty, maybe yeah. when he gets married, maybe yeah. when they have kids. And that's really like it, unless there's like a slow trans, like transition into something else, right? Yes, yes, but, yes. But with a woman, it's like, okay, so you have body changes pre-puberty, puberty. Yeah. If you start yeah. taking contraceptive and that might mm-hmm. influence things, then yes. if you get pregnant, your body is different for a couple of months. Then after <laughs> you have the baby, the body is different and then the body heals. And then if you get pregnant again, it happens again. And then afterwards you feel oh, like yeah. your body has to look a certain way. <laughs> Meanwhile, we won't even get into the change in, uh, in chest size um, yeah. that occurs if you're breastfeeding that then you have to deal with because things aren't the same shape as they used to be. And <laughs> it's just completely different. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. And, and yet, if you live in a world that like ours that says one of the key fix features of a woman's beauty is having flat abs, which is <laughs> destroyed if you begin the motherhood journey for most of us anyway. That's just something that I didn't even have before I had kids. Sure. But let alone after. But the shame alone, just from the comparison, you're right. We're, it's a roller coaster. And then we have the shame loaded on us that, oh, you got to get your body back. You you look terrible. Look what that child, that pregnancy has done to your body. It's brutal. But you're this right. Is, you nailed it. This is what's like crazy to me. Okay. And I'm actually like working on a book about some of these things. Ooh. But but you okay. look at it and the woman has the baby. The baby then is perfect. And the mother needs to fix her body because it's not perfect. I know. But I know. Th- like, the, but that yeah. mother made that baby. The baby would not be yeah. here if that mother's body did not do it. Oh, th- and that's the thing. Our societal pressure encourages us to focus on the shame of losing our body instead of the joy of what's just happened, of sure. bringing a person into the world. We're, we forget all about that because of all the shame we feel because we can't fit into any of our genes. Yeah, you know, because right from the home from the hospital, absolutely. You've hit my favorite, one of my favorite soapbox topics for sure, <laughs> for sure. So then, I guess <laughs> to flip the script on this, so you said that like okay. talking to your daughters about this, it needs to be reflected. We need to like have a healthy relationship with our body. How do you do that? Whenever your entire life you've been told that your body is either not good enough, it needs to look a certain way, whether you're told that subconsciously or consciously from your friends, um, how do you do that as a mom? Like, how do you come to Um, body acceptance? That's such a cool question. Um, One of the things I think I'm most passionate about is helping girls, my daughters, anyone, the the girls I teach, you've got to start seeing the triggers from society, from wherever they're coming from that trigger us to feel that shame. Like I have a daughter, for instance, that is an athlete and she's built like an athlete. Like she has sprinter legs. She's a state, like a college athlete. And she, she loves now loves her shape. But boy, when she was in high school and she'd have a little friend who, who weighed about a hundred pounds, start saying, Oh, I'm so fat. And look at me. I'm here, you know, and she would come home to me and go, mom, if she's saying that, 
you know, what am I supposed to think? Because Lux is a lot. She weighs a lot more. Than, you know, she's just had a different shape. And so, man, the dialogue about that moment, her having the choice to choose how she responds to that, whether she in her mind embraces that, oh, man, if she's feeling fat, then, boy, I'm really in trouble. Right. She can start down that path, but it's a choice to go, you know what? I'm going to reject that. I'm not going there. I'm made differently. But we had to learn a new dialogue. A well, new message to tell yourself that says, I'm not made like her. I sh- I'm shaped differently. And that's a societal message that I'm going to reject. There's some work to be done. There is. In beginning to spin a new dialogue. So, one, so thing that that, have, yeah. one thing I think is interesting is as Mormons, we're supposed to be peculiar people. Right? And <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to be yeah. a little bit different. And so I grew up in North Carolina where I was different because I was Mormon. And it was kind of weird because all my friends wanted to save me. yeah that makes sense and then to like hear about all these other things where like your daughter the example of she doesn't look the same way as her friend and her friend thinks she's fat but she's bigger than her friend so she must be right but your daughter had to come to terms with the reality that she is different and that is okay which in the church we're different and that's okay Mm mm-hmm well, but if we're if we've immersed ourselves in the worldly messages that are coming off social media or every actress you ever see, every billboard you ever see, like everywhere you go, it's being screamed at you that this is the ideal woman. This is what you're supposed to embrace as beauty. It doesn't matter if you're a Mormon. Right. If if you if those are the only messages that we're swimming in when it comes to our bodies, it, mm. it We'll just we'll get caught up in it without even subconsciously. We won't even realize that's just how we'll define it in our mind. And we may not even say we're that caught up in it, but we'll just have the shame. If the shame's there, we're caught up in it. Does that I make just, sense? Like, Oh, yeah. I just love that you said swimming in it because that's exactly oh. how I tell people. It's like I can tell, talk to you about body positivity. I can talk to you about being healthy and comfortable at your size. But whenever you go yeah. back into the world, like you're going back into the world. It's like you're leaving the temple oh, yeah. and you're going back into the world where there's going to be those yeah. pressures that are there. So unless you change the dialogue in your mind, then it's really not going to help because you're only listening to the external voices that are there. Oh, absolutely. And it's not even just my, yes, my mind is the first battlefield. But then as I've talked to my girls, I said, the bigger thing is now what comes out of your mouth to that friend? Are you a voice for something different for change to say, you know what? Don't say that. That's not, you know, and and to be able to speak new messages, not just in our minds to ourselves, but to our friends, to the ones around us. My, my one daughter, I, I published the book like four or five years ago. So she's been around all this dialogue for a while. And she said, my roommates know now that if they even bring up that subject, I'm going to go off. Like, Which, and it makes me laugh because I'm like, yes, yes. Why isn't I it finally that way? brainwashed her enough. She knows, <laughs> Don't start with me because I will tell you, no, we're not going to go in that direction. Like that is not true. If you, know? you are created in the image of god then what like yeah Yeah, we're we're missing well and the example i use um when i teach this is the temples because if the way the world defines beauty it's a one-size-fit-all right it's this look one look but and the lord could have said here is one floor plan for temples that's the most beautiful i want them all jc get out of my head get out of my head 
He didn't do it. He, he builds all kinds of different sizes and shapes of temples, and they're small and big and little and beautiful. And, and we don't define beauty like that. We're like, no, but when it comes to my body, I'm supposed to fit the worldly. No, we're all different. We're all our own size, our own shape. But we just don't define the beauty of the Lord the right way. JC, we, we adopt the world standard. I gotta, you know? I'm going to have to send you a shirt, okay? Oh, please do. So <laughs> this shirt is going to, it's going to have, I'm trying to figure out how to do this because I'm not, I'm not okay. an artist in, the, in that sense, but it's going to have the Salt Lake temple and then it's going to have like one of the small temples, like the Raleigh, North yeah. Carolina temple. And then it'll have a big body go. and a little body and it'll say big temple, small temple, God's temple. Oh, I love it. Yes, please put me first on your list. Right. Because that like, that's it. what it is. That's it, it. But we still think that it's like, no, 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 no. But Salt Lake is the golden temple. And you're like, no. <laughs> you, they're all yeah. they're all the same. Yeah. You were created the way you were supposed to be created. Now, I will say, I when, when again, when I teach this, there's so much body acceptance work to be done. Sure. But for me, there was also some level of repentance. Because I'm not about just saying, this is the size I am. This is the shape I am. I'm going to eat whatever I want because this... I had some repentance to do in the way I was taking care of my body. Yeah. Partially my size was due to my crappy diet. Right. And so I, the Lord had to teach me both sides of it. Yes, JC, you are size 12 genetically. That is what I made you to be, and I want you to learn to embrace that. And that took a journey. But on the other hand, I think sometimes we take the health at every size movement and say, I'm just going to eat whatever I want because I'm going to be this size and it doesn't matter, but we're not taking care of our temple. Yes. People does that, will use, does that make sense? Oh, completely. People use it as a reason to not have to do healthy there. things. They're like, well, big there. is beautiful and I'm big, so I'm beautiful and exactly. I'm good to go. But you're exactly, exactly right where it has to be both things. And you can't yeah. just like write off that you have no control over your body because we do have some control. But at the we same do. time, you can't beat your body into submission to make it no. look a certain way. Um, no. To like to a certain degree. So yes, we have yeah. to be comfortable in our own skin, but we also need to do things to establish health in what we are doing. No, perfectly said. That's exactly. It's just walking that tightrope a little bit and figuring out where my balance is between the two extremes. Yeah. And that's really what it is, is finding the balance for you that is going to work for you. So we'll take a break here. We'll end it. We'll start the next episode in our next little bit of this conversation with J.C. Whiteman. I will leave another plug for my book, The Creation Code. So if you're looking to make those changes that are going to be fitting for you, rather than just generic changes that somebody's going to tell you to do, but something that you actually would like to achieve, whether that's weight maintenance, whether that's eating healthier, whether it's cooking more, whatever it is, be sure to check out the book, The Creation Code, and let me know your thoughts. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist. You can catch J.C. Whiteman on her website, which I will have in the show notes. You can also find her book, which I will also have in the show notes. We got this thing full. This has been Zach Cordell, the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist. Look forward to catching up with you next time. For the sake of a brother's life, it might be good.